Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast presented by Bet365. We are part of the Action Network. Today is our NFL Week 18 Sunday recap episode, last regular season week of the season. I am Chad Millman. I am joined by my BFF, my companion, my compadre, my co-host, professional better, Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. Chad, how we doing, buddy? Dude. Truly a just a kick in the dick kind of day. I mean, we had a good season overall, but our first four picks today with Buffalo minus two and a half still to come were, I think, a reflection of our worst decisions all year. It's like, you know how you can see when teams lose games consistently during the regular season? You can see that's how they're going to lose during the playoffs. Today... All the decisions that were bad that we made during the season came back and haunted us today. Carolina plus four and a half. Our fans begged us not to do it. We couldn't resist. Atlanta plus three and a half. What were we thinking backing Desmond Ritter? Minnesota three and a half. Why did we not think Dan Campbell would play to the hilt the whole game? At least Mike Vrabel did what Mike Vrabel does. Uh, as a reminder, the Favorites Podcast presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boosts with them than with anyone else. Every day they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays, and they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible Super Boost. Check out the boost and see why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older and present in Colorado, Iowa, New Jersey, Louisiana, Ohio, Virginia, or 18 and older in Kentucky. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms, conditions, restrictions apply. We are going to take a first look at the wildcard lines later in the show. Also, very special guest, Action Network's Mike Calabrese is joining us. He's one of our Big Bets on Campus co-hosts. He's also got a two-leg parlay on the NFL MVP race and the college football title game that has everybody at action buzzing. Wouldn't we all like to take a two-figure bet and turn it into five figures, a little foreshadowing, a little teaser? Simon. We can talk about the Bears. I mean, this is the kind of day it was. 
the luck rankings had the commanders and the Cowboys as one of their best bets for a luck under at 47, 47 and a half. It was at 45 with one minute left in the game and the Cowboys kicked a field yard, a 50 yard field goal to go over 47 and a half. We talked about the Jets. We ignored it. We talked about the Bengals. Decided it was too high. My bad. You kept mentioning the Bengals and like I just sort of kept ignoring it. We talked about the Giants a lot and got enamored with the Carolina number and decided we couldn't walk away from that. Just rough when you choose the wrong games and leave the right games on the table. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that's gambling though, baby. Uh, bad luck. Bad luck. Just stupid little bounces just keep not going away. We had... I can't remember a time I had back-to-back weeks we we made a bet and the team we bet on fumbled out of the end zone for not getting a touchdown. And that's how we ended up not covering that bet. So, um, yeah, it's bad luck, but I tell you all the time, it all comes around. So it, it hurts, but either we'll have some good karma in the playoffs or we'll have some next year. It all comes back around. So um, it's brutal. Honestly, the loss is hurt, but I'm dead inside from my team, the Eagles, and I think you're dead inside from the Bears. <sighs> so I think we're both just trying to fake it through this right now where it's like, the last thing I want to do is talk football. Like my my team is dead. They're a train wreck. Your team is dead. They're a train wreck. Uh, we're both miserable right now, but we're trying to smile through it. And uh, yeah, the the one shining little moment of the day was like you said, Tennessee Titans, Rabel. One last hurrah. If if it, if this is it for Rabel with us in Tennessee. Love them. Love Kudos. It was such a fun season betting them. Uh, we love that spot. Um, yeah, the, the one outright dog came through for us. Uh, yeah, the, the ones we left off hurt though, like you said, the giants one, that's a bad miss, but, um, Carolina, I would do it again. Atlanta. I never would have avoided it, Chad. Like even, even if you would have talked me out of it, those trends, once I read Evan's article, I was like, Oh my God, gotta take Atlanta here. And yeah, Derek Carr <laughs> throwing four touchdowns was not on my bingo card. So it's just, it's just one of those days you're better. Sometimes you get caught. And uh, yeah, today we got caught betting these ugly dogs. Home teams, 129, 129, and nine against the spread That's entering crazy. the Buffalo-Miami game tonight. At least with the Bears, we have clarity. We saw Jordan Love able to run out of the pocket and just run well enough to give himself some space, give his receivers opportunities to create space. I don't need a running back. I don't need a quarterback who can run like a running back. I need a quarterback who can get outside the pocket and make a throw downfield. And Justin Fields, I feel like we got some clarity today. I don't think Justin Fields is going to be the quarterback of the Chicago Bears next year. Hey, reminder, you say everything comes back, Simon. We can all all come back from this together. At this time, one week from today, you and I will be together at the Shepherd and the Knucklehead in Hoboken, New Jersey. Free entry, free drinks, free hanging out with me and you and sweating the bets for our live show, 7.30. Doors open, 4 p.m. for the afternoon, no, 1 p.m. for the afternoon games. Come join us. Free entry, free drinks, RSVP in the description for this show, Shepherd and the Knucklehead, next week. Join us. All right. Let's run through the torture. The one we got right. Tennessee, plus three and a half at Jacksonville. This is what a team should look like when it's out of it. Smiles, flying to the ball, 
Derrick Henry looked like he was 20, not 30, 19 carries, 153 yards. He even addressed the crowd after the game saying, thank you for eight great years. They nearly gave it away, but they stiffened up. If I'm Jacksonville, I'm looking at my play this year, my inconsistency, even before Trevor Lawrence was injured. And I'm looking at next season and I'm like, D'Amico Ryans is awesome. Shane Steichen is awesome. And these guys have quarterbacks who make Trevor Lawrence look kind of archaic, right? Like all of a sudden they're not even the second best team in the division. Yeah, if they're if they're priced as the third best team, though, that's who I'm gonna be betting. I'll tell you that much. Um, they just they know what they need to do. You need to get some offensive linemen in this offseason and you gotta keep adding to that defense. But um, yeah, they just injuries caught up to them. I mean, their whole wide receiving core was banged up. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, we saw injured. He was this season, but um, yeah, the the biggest question in me is just like you just said, the, the Houston thing is going to be a big deal for them. Like yeah. that, that's a team that's way ahead of schedule. And um, you didn't really touch on the Jordan Love thing, but that was the biggest thing you saw today was Jordan Love. And yesterday you saw with CJ, it's like these kids, they played in those big moments. They stepped up. Like that's the difference maker. Like no one's doubting Justin Fields' talent. The doubt with him is in these big moments, he can't step up. You saw that today and you saw that with Trevor Lawrence today. Like, Trevor Lawrence could have taken over that game. The team put him in position. He had a bunch of moments he could have made, and he just didn't have those moments. And we talk all the time. Like, that's the difference. Those are the Tannehills of the world. Trevor Lawrence could be another Tannehill, and Jordan Love could be the next Rodgers. Like, that's that's kind of the difference where some of these guys, they can step up to these moments and have these kind of big games, and other guys can't. So uh, today was definitely one of those days with the quarterbacks, right? Like, Baker Mayfield had nothing to that. He was banged up, had a bum ankle. I think he threw for 130 yards. He did enough. Like, he got his team in position to win. They won. Now he won that division. He's in the playoffs. Like, we talk all the time. It's just such a difference maker with some of these quarterbacks where even though they don't have it, they can still put their team in the best position to win these games. Baker Mayfield, critical scramble on a third and, you know, middle yardage on yeah. a bad knee to help secure that game. You couldn't be more right about Trevor Lawrence. And let's, let, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Like, the guy has been playing like at maybe 50% the second half of the year in that run. You mentioned injuries to the receivers too. Christian Kirk been out like this team started the season eight and three finished nine and eight missed the playoffs. Only one other team has done that in this past decade. That was the 2021 Ravens. And look, if Trevor Lawrence comes back the way Lamar Jackson has come back, good for him. Um, yeah. but man, what a just terrible collapse for the Jags to end the year, getting the bills into the playoffs, getting the Steelers into the playoff, raw fucking raw, Mike Tomlin, Atlanta at new Orleans. And by the way, we will go over the games that we have spreads for, for the wildcard games. We don't have them all yet. We're not going to get them for the AFC until late tonight because we don't have the matchups. So we only have matchups for some of the NFC and for the one AFC matchup that is set, that is Houston and Cleveland. Atlanta at New Orleans. We get what we deserve. We've been fading <laughs> Derek Carr because we did not buy his recent streak in December, in which he threw for 10 touchdowns, two picks, and 853 yards. And today he was throwing dimes. And the epitome of this game was 
The Falcons are down. They go on a 14-play drive at the one-yard line, fourth and goal. Desmond Ritter has Bijan Robinson wide open. Doesn't throw it right away. When he does throw it, a defender is closing in, and Desmond Ritter throws it to the inside shoulder instead of the outside shoulder. It nearly gets picked. The very next play, Derek Carr, backed up in his own end zone, throws a 40-yard dime to the outside shoulder of his receiver, ends up being a blowout. <laughs> yeah, terrible, terrible. And as much as I want to bash Desmond, it was really Atlanta's defense, right? They couldn't stop the Saints. Like, their, their DBs, they couldn't do anything. It was like playing against air. Like, it just felt like every time they cut to that game, it was Olave wide open or um, Rashid was catching, getting big catches. Uh, just an incredible game by Derek Carr. Like a guy that, you know, I, I was I was still hanging on to him coming to the season saying he's a good quarterback. Um, he really fell off for about two, three months there. And you just said it. This last month, month and two weeks, he's just been really well, played really well. And I've been waiting for him to fall off and go back to the Derek Carr we know. But maybe this is what he needed. Just time to learn the offense, get comfortable with the guys. And um, yeah, they're they're pretty good team. I think they got bounced though, right? They don't make the playoffs yeah. now. Or the good that. news is, Simon, we don't have to bet Atlanta again this year. We don't have to bet New Orleans again this year. Thank, yeah, thank God. We don't have to bet Jacksonville again this year. <laughs> I actually, you, you say the defense. I will say, and this will be an interesting offseason, right? Arthur Smith, I can't imagine he's going to continue to be the coach for the Falcons because we truly believed in Arthur Smith. Like we loved Arthur Smith at Tennessee. We loved how creative he was with the offense for the Falcons when he had Cordero Patterson and was putting him all over the field. We expected that kind of creativity and commitment this year with Algiers and with Bijan Robinson. And instead in this game where he has the best opportunity to potentially win the division, if the Bucs can somehow lose in a game we thought they could have lost, and he's putting the ball in Desmond Ritter's hands. And Desmond Ritter, first minute of the second half, pick thrown directly to a New Orleans Saint defensive back. <laughs> Third and one from midfield. Instead of giving it to Algiers or Bijan, he puts it in Desmond Ritter's hand, overthrows a receiver, doesn't get the first down. Then it's a blowout. The only time Arthur Smith seemed to show emotion, at the end of the game, he got mad at De Dennis Allen for running up the score. You know what, Arthur Smith? Fucking stop him. It's not Dennis Allen's job to not keep scoring. Like, just have your team play defense. Make better play calls. Keep the game closer. Don't take it out on the opposing coach. Pathetic. Yeah, I think it was just a case of they wanted to get Williams a touchdown. A guy who they brought in from free agency. Yeah. Led the league in touchdowns last year. Didn't score a single one this whole season. They just wanted to get him one. That's, that's the definition of a guy that's mad about everything going on in his life. And someone honks their horn at him in traffic and he gets out and starts whacking their car with a baseball bat. Like yeah. it, it's, it, you're not mad. The guy honking the horn at you, dude. You're mad that your wife doesn't love you. Like stop <laughs> freaking out on Dennis Allen, <laughs> Arthur Smith. Like you, you could just right off of the sunset, what is his dad owned FedEx, whatever it is. Like, yes. it's just bizarre. I hate, I hate when people do that stuff. Um, you're, you're, you're so spot on there. It's like, why are you giving grief to, to Dennis Allen at the end of that game? Uh, yeah, but like you said, thank God it's over. We don't have to bet Atlanta. And uh, yeah, Atlanta could be the next owners of Justin Fields for a, a nice price of second round pick from Chad Millman.
Well, listen, I think that uh, I think it's going to be very interesting what happens with Justin Fields. I think it's going to be very interesting oh, yeah. what happens with that number one overall pick. Another team that all of our listeners and watchers are going to be happy. We don't have to bet again this year. Carolina Panthers. <laughs> we could not we could not resist. We went two and six betting the Panthers this year. It went exactly uh. as we expected in the first half. Close game. Baker had a lot of near picks. Key moment. End of the third. Panthers had third and five in Bucks territory. And what happens? Bryce Young is sacked. And because Eddie Pinheiro is not playing, they miss a field goal. Barry, and then the fourth, they're down nine nothing. They score a touchdown. Call back for a penalty. Next play, Bryce Young fumbles. We're the worst. We don't deserve to win. Yeah, it's incredible though. Like um that the the worst team always finds incredible ways to lose. I remember last year with the Bears. The Bears found the most incredible ways to lose. The way Carolina figured out ways to lose this game was incredible. Like that guy yes. fumbling out of the end zone, the missed kick, like there was just there's so many ways that number covers. I mean, literally, Tampa scored. You just said it. they scored nine points and Carolina had two touchdowns that one didn't got called back and one that didn't happen because he phoned by the end zone. It's like, you can't make it up. Um, but yeah, shout out to our fans. They're, they're smarter than us. Like they, they were just sick of it. They wouldn't buy it. They wouldn't budge. Even though we kept every week, kept getting good numbers on Carolina. Apparently you're not getting a good number, right? They can't. You're, you're they getting can't a good number because stuff. they're so fucking bad. They're like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> we'll take your money. I know suckers. I wonder if, uh, if, if, NFL bad guy owner David Tepper, who can't control his rage, and uh, uh, the story is once rage bought a massive estate in the Hamptons of someone who used to be his boss who he didn't like, only so he could tear it down. Uh, will he go hire Arthur Smith to be his next coach, and they can get ragey together? Rich ragey guys. <laughs> Right. I, I saw someone, I don't know who it was. They talked about like the who the next coach will be of Carolina. And it is true where in the perfect world, you'd get a veteran coach, right? Someone that has been around the league a long time that won't take shit from him. But you know what he's going to do, right? Carolina knows what they're going to do. He's going to get some young kid and he's going to be in this kid's ear 24 7 and it's just going to get worse and worse. So, um, yeah, we have uh, plenty of offseason talk about how big of a downfall and mistake that Carolina team is. But yeah, I, I can't believe we got sucked in the last week one more time on that. Just just horrible. Also to discuss the truck that the Washington Commanders with a new owner, new coach coming in, desire to build a new stadium, are going to back up to give the Chicago Bears uh, for the first round pick so they can draft DC native Caleb Williams. We will be discussing that as this as the offseason continues. Um, most profitable quarterbacks against the spread this season. Let's give it up for Baker Moxie Mayfield, third most profitable quarterback against the spread this season behind Lamar and Jared Goff. And this is after entering the season 29, 41 and one against the spread. He went 11 and six against the spread this year. Yeah, I not, think it's pretty great. I don't think it, I don't think he had enough games to make your list, but Mason Rudolph, right? He's another guy who's like 70% or 75% this season in ATS. Uh, Mason Rudolph, who went 18 for 20 
in a freaking monsoon yesterday. <laughs> uh, like Mason Rudolph's going 18 for 20. Jordan Love is going 27 for 32. Jared Goff in his last day is completing like 70% of his passes and throwing for 300 yards. Minnesota was a three and a half point underdog at Detroit. This was our fourth pick of the day. I don't know how we talked ourselves into this one. We were just wrong. Dan Campbell, who we love, was just pissed. Like the whole game. It seemed like he was willing to sacrifice every player on his team in this game to win this game. Sam Laporta, hyperextended knee, uh, status unknown for the playoffs. Khalif Raymond, injured. Amon Ross St. Brown had about 2,000 yards receiving because he's pissed about the Pro Bowl. Jared Goff had 300 yards passing. Now he will be hosting the team that banished him, that thought they were moving him to Siberia. And it turns out Jared Goff has turned his entire career persona and reputation around. And we let it all ride on Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins, who's the hit on 16 when the dealer's showing two of the quarterbacks in the NFL, a million yards, ugly picks that cost him the game. <laughs> no regrets. No regrets though. Like I, that's a spot I was going to be in. I was going to take it. It sucks. I hate it, Chad, but I stand by it. it's a long-term winner. It's like you you back those teams in those spots that try to play spoiler. Um, we just picked the wrong ones, right? We we should have took different teams that were trying to play spoiler today. So um, the Nick Mullins part was tough where we were in it. You know, the, the number kept matching up where it's like, okay, all we need is a drive here and a touchdown yes. here. Whatever. Like those are the worst ones, right? Where we still have hope, even though we know we're dead. Um, that was the definition of that game. Like you said it. I think it was 21-6 maybe at one point where twenty to six. Yeah, the it just Detroit was not stopping. It was like, nope. what is happening? They they are not taking their foot off the gas here. And that's how it was. Like the Vikings went down the field, they scored a touchdown. I was like, okay, we'll see backups here. Nope. All the starters were back out there. Again, this is like a full quarter later after that Lapore injury. Um crazy. Like uh it, it's hard. It is hard sometimes because you don't know what these coaches are going to do, and that's definitely one where I totally misread that, where Chad's right. Like, Campbell did exactly what he should have done, which is his whole personality, which is, like, just pure rage, go for it on fourth down, go for it on fourth and seven, go for it when you're seven yards deep on two-point conversions. Like, this guy doesn't care. This is this is the man. So um, they're going to live by it. They're going to die by it, and it's like – if they make a Super Bowl run, it's going to be playing that style because it's a very oh, yeah. unique style. But it's also, I mean, we bet on them where they went 0 for 5 on fourth downs and they get blown out, right? It's like it can go the other way. So um, it's hard to bet with that because you don't know what really is going to happen in those games. But you just said it. Detroit was the second best team this year against the spread. So um, golf, all of it, there's like them versus the Rams. It's, it's storybook. Like you couldn't make a better – matchup um like the way the nfc played out it feels like it, it's gone the way it should all the teams that are in the playoffs all these matchups it feels right like if you go through the whole season all these teams the way it ended up like the 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 every team that won their division was right right detroit was their best team all year the 49ers were the best team all year dallas was more consistent than the eagles were all year and the bucks we already talked about like that that was a pro's bet all summer, and I would not listen to these pros talking about it. I just did not believe it. I just couldn't get behind Baker, could not get behind the Bucks. 
And they knew. I mean, from week one on, they knew about that Bucks team. So they were definitely the pros team of the season, right? The pros were all over them, and they paid out big. Same goes with the Rams. The, the pros loved the Rams all summer. Uh, they blew out that win total. They're probably the, the the biggest team you don't want to play in the playoffs, right? With like Puka, Cooper Cup, like they're they're just gonna be a scary team this this playoff run. So um, yeah, like they can't can't wait to talk about these these playoff games. Dan Campbell, it was twenty to third, it was twenty to six, twenty to thirteen. Then Dan Campbell kept his foot on the gas, 27-13, then 27-20, then 30-20. <laughs> he was throwing the ball with Crazy. less than with less than two minutes left in the game, he was still throwing the ball. And you know what? You know what happened? Kevin O'Connell, when the game was over, he didn't get mad at Dan Campbell. He went across the field. He shook his hand. They said, good game. He understood what was going on. Like, it's freaking football, man. That's that's the name of it. Don't get all bitchy and whiny about it. Just yeah, yeah. If it's high school, it's different. But, like, this is grown man. This is This is business. Like, that's why it gets me annoyed where it's like, these so are little annoying. kids. Yeah. <laughs> Dan Campbell, uh, 35 and 16 against the spread the past three years, 69%. Crazy. Best, best three-year stretch for any team since New England went 69% uh, 2016 to 2018. Wow. As, as a reminder, you can catch every episode of The Favorites live on YouTube. For those enjoying on YouTube, don't forget to give us a like and subscribe to the Action Network YouTube page. We still have in our, in our Faves 5. Uh, Buffalo minus two and a half tonight against Miami. And we also have, for all the marbles, Tyreek Hill, I believe needs about 35 yards. If someone can tell me in the chat exactly how many yards uh, Tyreek needs. Because CeeDee Lamb, I think, had 98 yards and he was, I think, 66 yards behind Tyreek Hill going into today for the receiving yards lead for the season. So Tyree probably needs 33, 34 yards tonight uh, to cash our nine to one. Tyreek leads the league in receiving yardage. We could use a future to cash because we also lost Denver over their season win total today. Yeah. No, okay. I need, I need that. I need the Carter one bad, which was like a sweat. I mean, you know, this it's just been wide open. Like the whoever can win rookie of the year for the defensive side, it's really wide open. And um, it's too bad. Like I I bet CJ, so I'm happy for it, but it's not really one I pumped out where Puka, that would be an amazing hit. A lot of yeah. people that bet that had it at 101, 75 to 150 to one. Um, that would be an all-timer, but come on. That throw CJ made in that game, that's like to Nico Collins towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 was his moment where it's like biggest moment guy on his face off his back foot just pure arm talent and yep. athleticism putting that ball right there so um unfortunately I to say as much as I love Puka and everything he did this season it's CJ's right so yeah. um excited to see if it's gonna be Carter I need Carter but uh Chad just said it the Tyreek Hill one I can't believe we're sweating this bet bro 33 yards he, he a- needs he needs 33 yards tonight to get the uh to end the year as the yardage uh, reception yardage leader. All right. Our foxhole. Yeah, I know. Our foxhole with Buffalo minus three TBD. Simon says Tennessee plus five. That's a win. Exec decision. Chicago plus three. That's a loss. Big balls. Minnesota (laughs) plus three and a half. How did we not take the fucking Giants? In the round robin, uh, Carolina, blah. Chicago, blah. Atlanta, 
blah. Giants, yay. Tennessee, yay. Um, there we go. Yeah, not bad, right? Uh, let's talk about our lean for tonight. We've been on Buffalo uh, all week. The line got down <laughs> to two and a half. It's back at three. Um, we're not walking away. Yeah, but I hate it where it's like, it's it's not like us. So hopefully that's why it should win, right? We've been trying to go by the book today and the book has not been good to us. So, Well, look, we're back in a favorite and it's been a favorite's year. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like we're going yeah. with the public on this one and the public have been winning. So um, it's been making my stomach turn all week, but me and Chad both agree. We just don't think the, the, the line accounts for all the injuries that Miami's had. And Miami's just not the same team they were just a couple of weeks ago with the injuries they have had. It really sounds like Waddle's definitely not playing or Mostert. I mean, that's such a huge deal to yeah. that offense. I mean, those guys are so incredible. I mean, we saw the Eagles today without their number one running back and their number two receiver. They looked lost. Like, no Smith, no Swift. The Eagles could not move the ball. So, uh, we we need it. I, I need Buffalo bad. Like, I, I can't tell you people how much money I will be down today if Buffalo can't come through in this game. So, uh, one, one last hurrah with the Bills. It, it's, it's this is the closest I can get to being a Bills fan if they lose this game because like they're just their whole existence been misery. Uh, this is what they live for these little moments like this. By the way, notice that noted Buffalo Bills fan Matt Mitchell, producer Matt Mitchell, is on the podcast on, on you know doing the job tonight. Where's Tito tonight? I don't know what Tito's doing, <laughs> but Tito's Tito's prepping for the game. Uh, Here's, here's the uh, the quote that we're going to go with tonight. When all hope is gone, all that's left is relief. It's a famous one from our friend Scooch. Simon, can you name the fastest growing ticketing app in the United States? Game time. I love game time for two reasons. One, they sponsor the show. Number two, because I actually use game time to buy tickets. They've got amazing last-minute deals on all sorts of tickets, including pro and college football games. Speaking of which, I'm actually going to open game time right now from my house here in Connecticut. Guess what? I can get in to see the red-hot New York Knickerbockers coming off a big blowout win this weekend for less than $100 at Madison Square Garden. It is a mecca of basketball. No matter where you live, download the game time app. Get out, have some fun this week. Go sweat your bets live and in person. You can redeem code favorites for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, just download the app and enter code favorites for $20 off. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. So the lines we do have, um, if these have updated since we started the podcast, please feel free to tell me. These were what the lines were right before we came on air. First up, Cleveland visiting Houston. Cleveland at full strength, visiting Houston. AFC South Division winners. Again, shout out Brandon Anderson, who predicted that early in the year on the Favorites podcast, and we all just laughed. Uh, Cleveland minus two on the road at Houston. First instinct, what do we think? I like Houston. I like Cleveland. Uh, it's already moved, though, so you, you'd you be the sharper side. It's down to minus one and a half at, at 365. So um, simple, simple reason why I want to back Cleveland is it's, such a huge moment, and it's you know rookie going against Joe Flacco, and I know Joe Flacco is eventually going to burn me, and this would be the perfect spot for it. But this actually matches up pretty well for the Browns' defense, so 
Um, yeah, definitely looking to break down this game more, but just first glance, it's like, okay, it's under two. I'll take the Browns, but totally get why you want to take the Texans. It's like they're they're just they're the home team and they're the dog. Yeah, well, it's not even that. It's my first instinct on this was that uh CJ is a home dog. CJ as a dog generally has been a good play. Number Very one, good. number two, Cleveland's offense defense on the road, you're the only reason I even had that idea is because you've pointed out to me so many times yeah. how bad Cleveland's defense has been on the road. And they have been. They've just been a a much worse unit. And they're playing, I think, on a track that doesn't play to their advantage. So um, that was sort of my instinct there. Maybe, who yeah, knows? I, Maybe, I can be flipped. Like, I'm not dug in on Cleveland at all. Maybe like, by Joe, Tuesday you'll Joe come Flacco. around to my side. It's Joe Flacco's a road favorite. Don't worry. I'm not dug in on Cleveland. All right. I just want to make sure. I feel yeah, like by yeah. Tuesday. Just first glance. You by Tuesday, you and I could be aligned on this. Uh yeah. Philadelphia, also on the road <laughs> at Tampa Bay. Philadelphia's a two and a half point favorite right now. Yeah, I saw uh an amazing stat that someone posted on uh Twitter. The last team to open a season 10 and 1 or better and not win its division, the 1986 Jets. With Rich Kotite as his offense co- offensive coordinator, so uh, Rich, Eagles Kotite, yeah, Eagles are in rare air. Holy shit! Um, yeah, want to take the Bucks first glance? Like they're a home dog. Hurts might have broke his middle finger during the game. Yeah, that like, was ugly. Yeah, right. So it's like we already saw what happened when Herbert tried to play with a broken finger and a cast on his finger. Like it just doesn't work, especially. A guy like Hertz that there's doing he's doing so many things under center, right? I mean, the QB sneak, his bread and butter, that's a big deal now. So uh yeah, again, not making a bet right away just because Baker might be banked up as well. He might have a bum ankle. But first, first instinct is you take the bucks here in the points. But that's what they want us to do, Chad. So I'm not gonna do anything yet. Let's hold off. Let's keep our powder dry. Uh LA Rams, the matchup that everyone wants to see. Visiting the Detroit Lions, Jared Goff, a four-point favorite against his old team. Oh, how the tables have turned for Jared Goff. What a great story for this guy. Completely changed his rep as a member of the Detroit Lions. Went from a pretty boy, California kid, didn't have a great rep in the locker room. Had the Sean McVay had lost faith in him, and he is gone and just completely rehab what people think of him uh, and become a top-flight quarterback, now a four-point favorite. And I want to love the Lions here, and I want to love Dan Campbell here. But we we did all right back in the Rams in the latter half of the year once Kyron Williams came back because this team feels juggernauty. And at more than a field goal, it feels like there's a slight edge for the Rams. Yeah, definitely. This number should be three. This would, if this was Tuesday, this would be Simon says. I just don't think a three and a half will last. And if it does last, those are major red flags. If this stays three and a half to the game this until this kicks off, I'll be terrified. Just because that means the books are very happy to take a ton of Rams money. Because that's what I think will happen. I think the public and the pros will come in on the Rams with the hook. It just feels like a coin flip game. I mean, the, the Detroit Lions defense. Who are they to be catching the minus three and a half against a really good offense? So 396 uh, yards to Nick Mullins. And don't forget yes. Sam Laporta status unknown. Right. 
And that's what this will be. This will be a track meet, right? This will be what we expect uh, highest, yeah, highest total of the week right now. It's 50 and a half. So that makes perfect sense. It'd be that high of a total open up. Um, such, such a big deal. The fact that Laporta might be out for this game. I mean, he's been golf safety valve. I think he either broke or set the rookie record or tied it maybe with uh, Hernandez or Gronk, I think, with 10 touchdowns. It's like. And he also broke Keith Jackson's 30 year old record for. Um, receptions or for yards. receptions for yeah. receptions by a tight end. Like incredible. If you go and watch, they design a lot of their offense around him because he's been that special. Like they have a lot of plays designed just specifically for him. Um, like today's touchdown, like it was designed for him. So um, yeah, got to be a big deal, but this is just first glance. I'm, I've already bet this. I'm grabbing it now. You have to grab the three and a half just in case it does disappear to over three. Yeah. By the way, I was betting the three and a half while you were talking and Charlie Disturco, who's producing the show for us this very second, also bet the three and a half because I saw <laughs> the alert for him tracking it in the app as we as we were talking. This is why I listen to the show. Go bet the Rams plus three and a half. Last wildcard game that we have lines for right now, Dallas minus seven against Green Bay. And I'm seeing seven and a half at bet three, six, five now. And it's like, wow, I'm shocked to move this way. I am too. Like my, um, I, I was immediately thinking Green Bay's the side here. Yeah, that's how I feel. Uh, it really does feel like Green Bay can match up well with Dallas. But the fear here is we know how bad Green Bay's defense is. I mean, I know they played really well today, but um, it's different playing at home against Justin Fields than in Dallas, right? We've seen Dallas be a juggernaut at home this season. That offense, when they get rolling, I mean, they're so well prepared. So um, I, I'm not going to bet it yet, but I totally get it. If you want to bet the seven and a half now in Green Bay, if you want to grab it now, I'm just a little suspicious on these big numbers in the playoffs just because it takes a lot for them to cross the seven up to a seven and a half, the book. So clearly some professional money came in quickly on Dallas. So um, for me, I want to be on Green Bay, but not not going to dive right into it yet. As a reminder, the Favorites Podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boost with them than with anyone else. Every day they power out the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays. Yet they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible Super Boost. Check out the boosts and see why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older and present in Colorado, Iowa, New Jersey, Louisiana, Ohio, Virginia, or 18 and older in Kentucky. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms, conditions, restrictions apply. All right, before we get out of here, Mike Calabrese, who a lot of action and favorites, listeners and followers are probably familiar with, one of our best analysts covering college basketball, covering college football. One of the most fun podcasts that we have is Calabrese and his uh, non-Power 5 conference, uh, non-Power 5 conference betting podcast that he does uh, during the college football season. Great chatter. Great lines, great info. Calabrese had an amazing bet that he made, a parlay that he made, $21 to win $16,000. It all comes down to Washington, Michigan tomorrow. Calabrese, welcome to the show. Tell us everything you can tell us about the bet and what's happening. 
So as is tradition for me, every August, I sit down with every future. I like conference futures, Heisman futures, national title. I mix in a little NFL as well. And when I got to the very end of the menu, I still had Washington at 50 to one sitting there after I heavily invested in Penn State and Florida State to win the national title. But I still thought to myself, if they're going to the college football playoff, they're probably going to be an underdog in both games, which is exactly how it played out. So I needed a sweetener. I went big time on the sweetener here. This was, you know, it took it from 50 to one to 764 to one. And that was by adding in Lamar Jackson to win NFL MVP. And essentially, since I placed the bet, you know, it was grayed out, you know, no cash out offer, get into October, no cash out offer. And then Lamar starts charging from the outside in the NFL MVP race. And all of a sudden they're offering me a hundred bucks, 200 bucks. And I start playing. That's it. That's it. hundred I mean, bucks, 200 bucks. I put it out there on Twitter. And at the time, you know, people were like, oh, you should take the money. Washington's going to lose to Oregon State or Utah. And they're just listing off the teams. And then it inches up a little bit closer. I get to 800 bucks. And the big ROI gambler in the Calabrese household is not myself. It is my wife. She bets one thing the entire year, and that's horse racing. She bets the triple crown. And then she really digs in for Saratoga in August. And she turned to me, she was like, oh, they're offering you a payout. What is it? And I said, you know, it's 900 bucks. Should probably take it. And she looked me dead in the eye and she said, that's a good day at the track. That is not what you are in this for. And I thought to myself, if Abby can pump me up, then I am going to take the heat no matter what they offer. I am no. throwing it back in their face. You and I thought have... to yourself, wow, I am so lucky. And I am skiing over my tips because not everyone gets to marry a gal like that. It's true. And it also scared me a little bit, if I'm being totally honest. I was like, you know, I don't want to let her down <laughs> at this point and just, you know, shrink in this moment and pull my chips down. So they're all up there. Zero hedge going into this game. It is nice that I actually think Washington has beyond a puncher's chance. I think they have an absolute advantage at quarterback. Their offensive line can keep him clean throughout this game. And I'm skeptical that Michigan, if they're down by a touchdown, 10 points, and have to go away from that bruising running game, really has what it takes to win with all the pressure on them. You know, they're the favorite. They've kind of been acting like the class of college football for at least the last two weeks. So the pressure's on them. Washington's playing with house money. They don't even have a conference anymore. The Pac-12 is in ruins behind them. So they're not carrying the flag for anybody. I think this is a great spot to stick it in with a championship effort. And Michael Penix is the one to do it. He's been slashing throats the entire season. He has been absolutely surgical. And why would I, you know, pull away from it now? This is just makes too much sense to let it ride. Well, look, Penix, I think, got totally robbed on the Heisman. And if Penix was doing what he had done, playing in the SEC, the ACC, or the Big Ten, there's not even a question about him winning the Heisman. You don't run the gauntlet that he ran. You beat Oregon twice. You beat Utah. You beat USC. You have a really hard game against Oregon State and Washington State, like your in-state rival. Like, And the second half of the year, you're playing injured and Washington is running the ball more. That guy has been lights out. I'm also partial because he went to Indiana and I'm excited for former Indiana football players to move on. Um, say again, did you say what the, the payout offer was heading into tomorrow? The max one before they pulled that off the table, and it could be because I've been so aggressive on social media saying that I won't take it no matter what it is. It was five grands. So just from the implied probability of the Washington money line, that was about 13, 1400 bucks below what it should have been. So it really, it was only a minor hedge or go all in. I'm just going to go all in in this position. It, it's not a great spot to be in when you're the underdog to hedge in the first place. But in general, I think I'm going to know from the very first drive. If Washington doesn't blink and goes down and scores the first time that they have the football, I think all that pressure slides to the Wolverines in this game. And then 
Additionally, I think, you know, Stock and Colin Wilson on the BBOC show really did an excellent deep dive. Washington got healthier defensively as the season went on. So a lot of their stats have been inflated in terms of passing yards they gave up and points and everything else. As they got healthier, when the game was on the line, they were the ones making the big plays against Bo Nix, against Quinn Ewers. And J.J. McCarthy, I, I don't think he's a game manager by any stretch, but he doesn't scare me any more than those quarterbacks. So the fact of the matter is, I think the Washington defense is underrated here. And maybe I'm just talking myself up with this purple rain parlay, but I, I'm pretty juiced up now. And I got people coming in from multiple states to watch it at a sports bar with me tomorrow night. So, you know, maybe some Twitter strangers as well. We'll see how many people show up for this one. Simon, what do you think of the play? I love it. I, I messaged you about having them on just because this is what gambling is really all about. Like, yeah, you got assholes like me. They're like, yeah, I do this for a living. It's all about the little guy. At the end of the day, these are the bets I live for where it's like the 21 to $25 joke parlays. I mean, I do these all the time. Do they ever hit for me? No, because I bet like an idiot. Like I'll do uh, – last year I had the Phillies with the Eagles. Biggest loser bet of my life. They both came in second. It was like really killed me, but – I love these bets. Um, my first question was, was this the end of your account? Why $21? This was the end of my free roll because I had ridden the LSU okay. Bayou Bengals through the College Baseball World Series, and I was just sprinkling money left and right. Most of that money went on Colorado State to win the Mountain West, so <laughs> it, it's not all been these epic stories of potential payouts. And if you need a front, I'm happy to put up 10 k but I don't think you need it. I'm with you. I believe in Washington, like I – I'm not a big Pac-12 guy just because I've been East Coast basically my whole life. I watched a little bit when I lived in Vegas, but not really into it. But since I've been in Hawaii, like that's really been huge for me. I've been loving watching Washington. And I'm in total agreement with you where it's like I, I can see how Michigan can win this game, right? They're big and they're bullies. They can bully these guys, and that's how they end up winning this game. But the passing, that's going to be the difference here. Like if you can throw the ball, which Alabama couldn't on Michigan, you can move the ball. So um, for me and what you just said is so true. Like you're a live dog here. I don't think most pros would disagree with what the books have hung this line at. And I think the public disagree as well. Like right now the money's coming in on Washington, just like the week before where, um, you know, Washington was getting pounded on the money line. Didn't matter, right? They they dominated that game. They should have won it. So uh, I'm happy you're not hedging it, man. I, I love this bet so much. Washington 8-0 and in one-score games. It's probably going to take 9-0 and to get it done. I don't see them running away with it, but that gives me extra confidence. Like, if the game's tight, that's where they've lived the entire season. All right, we'll follow along with Mike Calabrese. Check it out in the Action Network app. He's got $21 on the line to win $16,000 with Washington at 50-1, to Lamar at 14-1. to Go... Huskies. Uh, don't forget, RSVP in the link in the description for this show to join me and Simon live, Shepard and the Knucklehead, next Sunday. Watch the playoff games, wildcard weekend on Sunday with us. Listen and attend the live show at the Shepherd and the Knucklehead uh, next Sunday. Free entry, free drinks. Join us Sunday, January 14th. If you love listening or watching us, li listening to us or watching us live, which you should, because as we're talking about the lines, you can hear and hear and hear about them moving. Catch our next episode live on Tuesday, 1.45 p.m. Eastern on Action Network's YouTube channel covering the entire wild card board. Download us from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your pods. Rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars, say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Until Tuesday, 1.45 p.m. Eastern. Love you.
Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.